Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan. Delighted that you've joined us today. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steve Tucker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steetalker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Enlightened investors, let's scale it up and make it rain in a hot market. Owen Dashner is a full-time real estate business owner with 16 years of real estate investment experience. Owens owns 150 rental property units. He stays busy buying and selling dozens of residential properties each year. Owens, share a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be the person you are today. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Allen. I really appreciate being here. When I think back to my Early years in my childhood, I, I've got a lot of good memories. I had a, a, I have a wonderful mom and dad, and they kind of instilled in me early on. They were both entrepreneurs. My dad had owned and operated a business for many years, and my my mother also. And they were always there at every sporting event that I had. My dad would be able to take off early from his work site and and show up, and I almost took it for granted. And I didn't really begin to appreciate how available. He he made himself and, you know, he was there for me and didn't, you know, didn't miss a lot of uh, activities that I was in. So that instilled in me that business ownership can allow for time freedom. And eventually I started to learn more about financial freedom and how that all tied together. So I really grew to appreciate my parents for the sacrifices they made and, and the fact that they gave me some good entrepreneurial roots to, you know, kind of look back on and grow. I think most of us don't realize what it is that our parents sacrifice to be good parents. Those of us who are fortunate enough to have good parents, that is. For motivated seller leads, how do you do that? Good question. So I'm a pretty avid reader. So I've read pretty much early on all the original real estate investing books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, and then a lot of the others that got into some more advanced techniques for marketing to motivated sellers. We really, with my my business, I have a business partner and we primarily do pay-per-click. So we have an online marketing platform where we try to drive traffic to our website for motivated sellers that for whatever reason are looking to sell their home, don't want to list with a realtor typically. And they reach out to us. So we have kind of warm leads coming in of people that are interested in, in selling. And then we also use uh, direct mail quite a bit. Those are our two kind of main channels. And then, of course, we have a network of other investors that we know well, and we have agents that we work with. So we're able to source, you know, kind of organic leads. And then, believe it or not, we've actually bought a few deals off of the MLS. That's still possible to buy a good deal here and there. So that's been something we've tried to really pay attention to and just make a part of our, you know, overall marketing scheme. So online marketing and direct mail are your main sources of generating leads. And, yes. uh, and that's working pretty well for you. How, how long have you been doing that? The direct mail part, I kind of 
messed around with it probably, I think the first time about 10 years ago. And that's when I really didn't know what I was doing. I had a full-time job and real estate was on the side. So I was kind of, I even hand wrote letters. I, you know, stuffed the envelope, signed them myself and and uh, hand addressed them and all that. And I kind of just cherry picked a list of my little home hometown that I'm in. And I would print out 50 of them. I do like 10 a day. And before long, I'd have, you know, a hundred of them. And then I'd mail those out and Every once in a while, I'd get a phone call and I'd go on an appointment and I'd end up buying a few houses out of it. Eventually, I started getting into multifamily investing and I started using mail services to handle more of the, you know, more of the bigger numbers of, uh, of bulk mail. And that was also effective and was able to pick up some really good properties. And over the years, I was able to kind of parlay that into buying some larger deals as a result of, you know, 1031 exchanges and kind of trading up. But yeah, overall, that's that's worked uh, really well, and it's been a, a good way, despite the fact that it's really hard to find good deals in this you know extremely hot market we've been in for the last couple of years. We've been able to do pretty well with it, and we pretty consistently buy about roughly four houses a month or so. So we ended up at the end of the year, we, we're typically around fifty or so that we we buy and sell. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. As an industry-leading, relationship-focused, design-built construction firm, Mosaic Construction has worked in many different asset classes from multifamily to retail, medical, industrial, and commercial. Mosaic Construction works to execute interior and exterior renovations with their team of trades and project managers. Their experience with value-add improvements has resulted in increased ROI and long-term value of the assets. They work nationally in partnership with local trades to deliver thoughtful, problem-solving construction management solutions to all their clients. For a personal no-obligation consultation, call Ira Singer, 773-491-3145 or email Ira at mosaicconstruction.net. You can also find Ira on LinkedIn. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Well, you do wholesaling to maximize your returns and your time. So tell us about that wholesaling process and why you are doing the wholesaling. Sure. We have, I would call it kind of a hybrid model. So we, you know, kind of the first step is find the property. And if it fits within something that we feel the margin would be beneficial to do a fix and flip traditional retail sale, then we'll we'll do that. But it has to really make sense in order to put in the work and spend, you know, two, three, four months on a rehab project. We found in a hot market like we're in, a lot of times velocity of money is every bit as important as the as the margin that you make. So we've developed a really good relationship with a lot of local investors that we'll float deals by. So we know in certain parts of town, people like to buy. So we'll usually run the run the deals that we get in. If we think they make sense and the margin makes sense, we'll you know send those to some other investors. To be honest, I, I think the best disposition that we've had in the last couple of years has been wholetailing. So we'll close on every property that we get under contract. And then as opposed to assigning it, we just end up list, we clean it out, clean it up and list it on the MLS. Or if, if there's a major defect with the property that is going to scare away retail buyers, maybe we'll fix the, the major defect. Like say it's something that caused black mold that's easily fixable, but intimidating to a lot of retail buyers. Then we'll fix that, clean it up really well, and then you know list it as an as-is property. And that's worked extremely well. And I think in a hot market like we've seen the last few years, I would venture to say probably the best way to disposition a property. I love it. That way you don't have to get tied up and go to the property multiple times and manage a project and contractors and all that, all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, that can be pretty time-consuming. You use a term here I've not heard before. So what is wholetailing? Yeah, wholetailing is, uh, I think most in you know residential real estate are probably somewhat familiar with wholesaling, which typically is you get a property under contract and then you, you assign the contract to another investor and they end up closing in your place. So they essentially become the buyer. You're kind of the middleman and they take a mar- you know, you take an assignment fee for the contract. Wholetailing is more of you're taking advantage of getting the most eyes on the property as possible by putting it on the MLS. And wholetailing uh, for us means you're buying a property as is, you're putting a minimal amount of work into it, typically a clean out if they've left a lot of things behind, cleaning it really well, and then listing it on the MLS. And this works best when you have, if you're a pretty active investor, it works best if you have a really good agent that you work with and you're able to negotiate a discount because you're listing so many properties. And that's what we've been able to do, a, a flat fee arrangement with our realtor. We love her. Uh, we, we have worked with Angie on dozens and dozens of transactions and she's fantastic. So we, we kind of arranged a deal that was a win-win for us. We list everything with her and she, you know, it's a flat fee, but we, she gets all of our business. So that's worked really well. And, you know, with the MLS, how it is right now, you can get multiple offers on uh, as is properties, full retail rehabs. So it's we're trying to make hay while the sun shines and do as many transactions as we can and maximize the amount of margin we can make. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Would you ever invest all your money in a single stock? Very unlikely. Yet investors are willing to risk $50,000 to $100,000 in a single property in real estate all the time. Avestor is the world's first customizable real estate investment platform. Investors can build their own custom portfolio selecting investments across multiple asset classes such as single-family homes, multifamily, student housing, self-storage, and shopping centers. You can also invest across multiple markets and different time frames. Avestor also enables other real estate entrepreneurs and syndicators to build and use Avestor's infrastructure and cloud platform to create their own customizable real estate funds. To learn more, visit us at investorinc.com. Avestor, real estate investing made simple. It's like a good plan. Well, you're using uh, 1031 exchanges to uh, juice up your returns on your rental portfolios. Tell us a little bit about that process that you're using. Sure. So I actually just completed one last week, as a matter of fact. So I can maybe give an example of that one to kind of illustrate the point. So I bought about five years ago a 12plex in Omaha, Nebraska, which is where I where our business is located. And it was a good property, bought it, and it was dated and needed uh, you know cosmetic remodels in a lot of the units, common areas needed some love. So I was able to go in and improve, do some unit improvements, raise rents, do utility billbacks, improve the common areas so they were you know nice and the residents liked them and really juiced the value of that property. We bu- I bought it for 535,000 5 years ago and I didn't really want to sell it, if I'm being honest. It's one of my favorite ones that I've had. I put in a lot of nice touches in it and I was familiar with the property, knew it, liked it. But I got a million dollar offer for it right out of the just out of nowhere. That's hard to turn down. So I looked really hard at it. And in our market, a million bucks for a 12 plex is a, a pretty good return. So I started looking at what I could do with that and parlay the the equity that I have in that property into something bigger. Um, increase my rent rolls as much as I can and find a good property that I can you know roll that into. And fortunately, uh, even though it's pretty slim pickings out there, uh, I was able to find a 31 unit property 
that is uh, almost fully occupied in great shape. It's an older older property, has some historical significance. So I'm, I'm really excited about this one, but I bought that for 1.835 and ended up using basically all of the proceeds from my 1031, the, the 12-plex property and rolled it into that. And that one's got a, a $20,000 a month rent roll. Uh, it's got a big organic opportunity for increasing rents. There's no utility bill backs in place. So there's another opportunity we can increase the the net operating income on it and raise the value. So I'm really excited about that one. Sounds like a good move there, even though it was hard to let go of that 12 plex. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we do sometimes is fall in love with properties. And that's usually not a good thing to do. I agree. <laughs> but, but you were able to let go of that and move on to what I'm sure is another property that you're going to fall in love with. It sounds like a great, uh, great deal there. Networking is an important part of really any business, but it's particularly important, I think, for real estate. Tell us about your networking habits and uh, how you've developed those and where they're working for you, where they're not working for you. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite topics. I'm a huge networker. I, I love to meet other investors, both experienced and, and newer. We have a couple of main, I would call them meetup groups in Omaha. So we have a local RIA, a real estate investor association that's run by a friend of mine, Ted Kosh, and he does a fantastic job, gets some really good speakers in. Usually have over 100 people in attendance on very in various topics, and that's a really good place to meet other uh, other investors, lenders, contractors. There's all kinds of of people that show up there. So whenever I go to one of those events, I try to make a point. And in general, I'll see a lot of people I know, so of course I'll say hi and all that good stuff. But I want to meet one or two key people at those and spend a really good one-on-one conversation talking with them. You know, maybe it's 15, 20 minutes, but find out who they are, what's important to them, how can I help them with their business and really just kind of I don't do this with any goal in mind of like, oh, maybe I can have an angle here and, you know, and do something. I just want to meet really cool people that are doing some things that I want to do or maybe there's some way I can help them grow and it always comes back around. So, I just go into networking with an abundance mindset and I I look at it like how can I help you grow your business as opposed to like what can I get out of it? And I think that's a big mistake that people make. Like the whole like, hey, here's my business card or, you know, the going out and handing that. I don't believe in that at all. And we have another group here that's called the Omaha Real Estate Meetup. And my friend Colin Schwartz started that. It's a it's an awesome group as well. I've kind of helped him start running that. So we'll get like a panel or speakers that come in. And so I'll kind of MC that and ask questions almost like a live podcast. So that's been really cool too. And I've met some the, the speakers that have come in have been phenomenal. And then the people that attend as well. And on top of those groups, I have a like kind of a running goal that I have. I've tried to make it a habit to where I'm going to meet at least one new person each week and have coffee or lunch with them. That's either an agent, another investor, or uh, in the construction trade that uh, that would be beneficial to me, or a lender. And and those have been when I look back and I track those who I met when I went to lunch with them or coffee, and I always try to follow up and just you know check in. And I go, th- I'm really diligent about going through my my text list. And just staying on top of mind with people that I've touched base with. I, I just, I'm, I really believe in that. And I try to make it a practice that way you don't have, as long as it's a habit, you don't have to remember to do it. Enlightened investors will be right back after this important announcement. I have a big ask that will only take a moment of your time. Ratings and reviews are the lifeblood of our podcast. So to leave a review, iPhone or other Apple iOS device users, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. For all you non-Apple device users, go to podchasers.com. 
On either platform, search for Real Estate Investing Abundance. Once found, please leave a review and a rating. Subscriptions are also vital to our show's success, so please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. It is free to subscribe, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Yeah, and I can see you have a good way with that. It's just a natural way of of being with people. No sales to it. Just be yourself and be friendly. Yeah. Well, vertical integration of real estate businesses, transactional rentals, lending, title, and insurance. So tell us about your vertical integration of your business. This has been kind of a recent development, but originally when I started in real estate, I kind of figured out, okay, I don't have a ton of money, so I need to have some capital. And how do I get that? And I determined that I would flip the house and take the proceeds of that to buy some rental properties. And after doing that while working full-time for 20 years, uh, before I finally left my corporate job in 2018, I was accumulating rentals and you know, still flipping a house here and there and doing basically transactions to generate capital and then reinvesting that into rentals. After a while, when I ended up leaving my job and formed a Red Ladder uh, with my partner, Brandon, that's our transactional real estate business where we buy and sell houses. So once we did that, that opened up a lot of doors after I started meeting other people. So I ended up partnering on a couple of deals with some you know, friends and, and investors. Um, we bought a 24-unit apartment complex in, in a suburb of Omaha that ended up being a fantastic deal. Got to know the, them really well, my, my partners in that transaction. And we ended up forming a uh, hard money lending business due to overwhelming demand and a lack of supply of that in, in the Omaha market. So we ended up forming that business last September, and it has been wildly more successful than I could have even imagined. We have so much demand for loans that we've just grown it organically and we've borrowed money and from other investors and then lent that back out and kind of did an arbitrage. And so that business has been going really, really well. And then recently, uh, kind of the same group of partners that I have with Liquid Lending and then uh, a couple others, we ended up recently forming a title company called Galaxy Title that's actually going to be opening its doors in September. So we're excited about that. And one of my business partners, Chris Pomerlu, who I know I think you've had on your show as well, he does a lot of multifamily syndications. Uh, they're growing like crazy as well. And so we've he's one of the partners as well as Colin Schwartz. That business is going to also kind of parlay into the insurance part of it as well. Since we're paying so much in premiums for, you know, uh, owning multifamily apartments and any multifamily investor will tell you that's a painful check to check to write uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the year. So we decided to kind of look into opportunities to form our own insurance joint venture. And we're, I'd say we're getting fairly close to making decisions on that as well. So that's, that'll be exciting. So you left your corporate job in 2018 and it sounds to me like you got even busier. Very true. Uh, you yes. into three or four different uh, companies related to real estate. How do you manage all of that? It's a little hectic at times. I think having good systems and processes in, in place, as well as a good partner or partners, is the only way to to be able to handle it. So we have kind of systematized our our red ladder business, our buying and selling business. And then also with liquid lending or hard money business, we've got some really good support in there. We've got a younger guy that works for us that really hustles and he's smart and he does a good job kind of do, running the day-to-day operations of the lending business. 
when we first set it up, I, I was spending a lot of time just getting everything in place and trying to figure it all out and, and put the structure there. But he's been able to basically let me offload a lot of the day-to-day activities there to focus on other things and scaling up and growing the rental portfolio. I'm busy, but I wouldn't say I'm working anywhere near as many hours as I was when I was in corporate America. And, and I'm happy. So it's enabled me to like, you know, if I want to, like, we're going on vacation next week and the week after family vacation. So it's allowed me to, you know, spend time with my kids and my wife and travel and do some things that I never would have been able to before. So I think part having a good partner, having good systems, that makes all the difference. Yeah, systematizing is very important. But like you said, when you were first starting out, you were putting a lot of time into it because you're developing those systems. And when you're beginning, it's not really clear how those systems are necessarily going to form and work out. So it takes some time, effort, energy, and experimentation to really get to that point. Well, congratulations on getting there. Sounds like you're in a great place to be at this moment. Well, tell our viewers and listeners how they can get in touch with you, because I'm sure you've got some things to share with them. Sure. Uh, Well, I'm on, uh, this is kind of old school, but uh, LinkedIn would be a good way to reach out. You can also go to our website for uh, Red Ladder Property Solutions, which is uh, com. I know that's a long URL. And then I'm on Facebook as well. We've got a page for our business, Red Ladder Property Solutions, and also Liquid Lending Solutions. So any of those ways on socials would be great to reach out or, or they can email me at owen at redladderps, uh, like property solutions.com. All righty. Well, Owen, share with us one of your most difficult experiences in life and how did you come through that time and what did you learn from it? Good question. I think when I look back, I don't regret any of the hard times that I've gone through because they make you a stronger person when you go out the other side. But I don't know that I've had any any real trials and tribulations that have been insurmountable, you know, especially compared to others. But, you know, if I think of uh, some rough times I've been through, I've been able to rely on family and friends to kind of get me through, you know, some tough things. I think it's important to have people you can talk to and tell your problems to and surround yourself with others that are more successful than you so that you have good advice. My parents have always told me, you know, take advice from people that are in a place where you aspire to be to not from people that are either at your same level or, or, you know, maybe not quite accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish. Oh, very good. Well, imagine that you've come to the end of your life. And as you lay on your deathbed, what do you look back on with your greatest sense of fulfillment and satisfaction? I feel like I have a lot of things that are left unaccomplished so far, but my overall goal is to come as close as possible to fulfilling my potential through the people that I'm surrounded with, my family, spirituality, and I have a lot of uh, you know pretty lofty goals within that. But I, I would like to think that if if it's the end and I look back, that I did everything I could to come as close to fulfilling my potential as possible. And I want to be remembered as somebody that was very giving of of my time and knowledge. And you know, hopefully, I'll be to a point where I can really make a big impact in a philanthropic way. I'm not quite there yet. I'm still kind of in growth mode, but I'd like to be able to make an impact with uh, with people and, and children that those are really important things to me. Well, it sounds like you're on your way there. And in fact, it sounds to me like you've accomplished quite a lot in your life. And it has been a pleasure getting to know you, Owen. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been, uh, been a lot of fun and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital. 
a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com. 